0: to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, Joseph Sinkovic, author of How to Kiss the Universe, Ms. Aida, author, psychic, spellcaster, root worker, and witch. You can find her at MsAida.com, M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com. And this episode is also sponsored by Ginger Glasser. And you can find Ginger at tarotbyginger.com. She's a tarot reader, evidential medium, and healer. And that is at tarotbyginger.com. And also Alan Questel. His site is uncommonsensing.com. And his book you can find on Amazon is, is Intentional Acts of Kindness. And that's Alan Questel. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Neil. Oh, let's see if I can remember the last name. Gower. 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 And he is the owner of Portal to Ascension. And if you're listening to his podcast regularly, I'm sure you've heard people from his white his website on this show. Thanks for coming on, Neil.
1: Thank you. Have having me, Gary. It's good to be here.
0: Um. So I don't know. Did you have a particular topic you wanted to talk about today?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. So the reason why I reached out to you is because of all the stuff going on with UFOs right now, UFO disclosure in the last four weeks. I don't know if you have you been following it at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of the guys that Stephen Greer has come up with, and
1: yeah, that too. But then before, even though Stephen Greer was kind of planning to do his press conference uh, months ago, mm-hmm. um, a few few days before, maybe a week before. We had David Grush, the whistleblower, come out. Yeah, red.
0: yeah, that was the so, big like. one.
1: Yeah, so first of all, it's kind of, I don't know, fishy or synchronistic that they were both coordinated at the same time. And some people speculate that they knew that Stephen Greer was going to do the press conference, and they timed their release to mm-hmm. get in front of it because there were some deep truths that were going to be released. Because the Stephen Greer, I don't know if you watched his press conference. I didn't did. you get a chance to see that? Yeah, like the the military whistleblowers that were up there were seeing some mind-blowing Information and we can kind of start with that. Like, I'll just start with the last guy that went up. A contractor from Raytheon mm-hmm. went up, said he was positioned at the South Pole in Antarctica. And from and there is some sort of device there, some directed energy weapon that they have pulling energy from underneath the ice in Antarctica that he has no idea where it's coming from. And this technology is able to create earthquakes around the world, right? So first of all, um, Raytheon contractor got his credentials out. Now he's like validating a conspiracy theorist of directed energy weapons. And then he said that the South Pole station has this, in the South Pole, you're able to track a specific type of um, light spectrum that comes off UFOs. So the South Pole station is in essence being utilized as air traffic control for UFOs coming in and out of Earth's atmosphere.
0: Mm. I interviewed somebody who was stationed at that um, location, and he he said it was like a um, harp on crack. You know, it was oh like, yeah, you know, it could do everything that harp could do, and but like you know, on a much faster global scale.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like even so, that's just one element. There's so much more mind blowing things that have been happening. But I would say that in itself, because there's so much information about. Like, you know, Linda Moulton Howell talks about it. Um, Michael Sala talks about it. Many other people talk about ancient civilization in Antarctica, Mm -hmm. the Admiral Byrd and the whole Nazi thing. All these things that have been considered fringe to conspiracies and even more fringe than the regular UFO subject. Kind of like even people within the UFO community don't take the extra step to be like, "Whoa, what's going on in Antarctica, right? That's like a section within that. So that in itself from a contractor from Raytheon was a huge validation that kind of made me realize that a lot of the things that are even a little more extreme within the Yoko community, like the extra part of the conspiracies, um, a lot of them are actually true. And how deep does the rabbit hole really go when it comes to what is going on with the interaction with extraterrestrials on this planet and what what is really known and what kind of arrangements and agreements individual governments have with these beings? Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. It's um, you know, I believe that they've always been here. They've probably, we're probably, they will be here here before us. I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, before us, yeah. and then even so, the whole concept is: were they here before we got here, and have been here since the whole time we've been here, and or were they the ones that even created us in the first place? No, I were think it?
0: they did create us. I mean, we're bipedal.
1: Right. And, you know, that gets into the whole um, jumping from a quantum leap from one hominid species to Homo sapien happened in such a short period of time. One of the reasons why Darwinism is still a theory is because there is no transitionary fossils of Homo sapiens to become Homo sapiens. Yeah. We were one species and then we're another one. Right. So uh, what's been happening now is things that I never thought would happen. Um, This Wisconsin senator was on this YouTube channel, regular YouTube channel, not conspiracy, nothing, because a lot of people that are just regular people are finding out about this information and they're like, wait a second, and they have big platforms, millions of people on YouTube, they're inviting people on and having conversations. And so one of the senators was on this like, kind of like a sports kind of bro-like YouTube channel where they have like a basketball, the dunking, with this whole setup there. And um, they're talking about UFOs and the congressman from Wisconsin goes, well what we when the guy says, Who do you think these these people are? What who's behind these craft? And he goes, Well, we think that they're either us from the future or they're very, very ancient civilizations that have been here since the beginning. Conversation <laughs> dude. a congressperson on a regular mainstream platform having this Dude, it's it's amazing. You know, when Tom Delong came out with his first level of his disclosure with mm-hmm. That was controlled drip disclosure based on the three videos that have been circulating everywhere when that came out after he was done with his live feed from his Twitter with Chris Melon, Lou Zondo and the whole team um, I started I was like, oh my God oh my God this is happening this is happening and then at the end of it all I'm like they never mentioned ET life all they mentioned was there's something in the space in, in this in our air uh, that is doing something anomalous. we don't know what it is. We want to know so we can figure out what technology it is and use it for ourselves, right? And that's what it continued being. Yeah. So even though that was a huge moment for disclosure, like for those of you tuning in that aren't aware of the timeline, I'll just give you a really brief timeline to get to that point. You know, there was a UFO crash in the 1933 in, in Italy with Mussolini. The U.S. government went in there soon after, during World War II, stole the crap and kept it within private contractors in the U.S., Roswell occurred in forty-seven. San Antonio, New Mexico occurred in 1945. In the last four weeks, all of this has been validated as truth, and even Roswell's come out now in mainstream news as actually occurring. And all of those UFOs were collected and reverse engineered to the point that the three videos that they released in 2017 were actually reverse engineered shadow government craft, not actually alien craft, but was reverse engineered. From, from 47 to present, all types of programs came out. We had Project Blue Book. We had the Codon uh, Project of University of Colorado. All these different ones looking at the UFO phenomena to see what it is. Many people in these programs went in as skeptics, came out as believers, like J. J. Allen Hynek. Fast forwarding all the way to 2001, we have the Disclosure Project with Stephen Greer. And we have um, the hearing that he had in uh, Washington, D.C. This was a huge milestone where a lot of people got inspired to then become ufologists. And after that, we see a huge array of ufologists, Paula Harris, um, Grant Cameron, Linda Moulton Howe. A lot of people have been into this, but it became the time for people trying to get the truth out. From 47 up until, uh, for 50s up until 2017, even though this was being studied by the gov- um, governments and who knows who else, it was ridiculed on the mainstream media. They would have, music in the background do, 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 do. They have pictures of green men you know they'd be making fun of the whole subject but then something happened in 2016 2017 where the green light was given to stop ridiculing this get rid of the truth embargo and start disclosing the truth and that's the whole conversation we could have in the moment if you want to of why that occurred but then so now now we get to 2017 we have these three videos come out and from 2017 up until a month ago, it was technology, technology, technology. What is this? Mm-hmm. Is it a foreign adversary? Is it a technology that can take us out? Does China have this technology? Where is it coming from? Was not even, at, you know, in the question, unless it was a foreign adversary. All of a sudden, four or five weeks ago, we start hearing David Grush come out and say that that there is evidence to suggest that we well, not evidence to suggest. He said a blatant statement that the U.S. government has been reverse-engineering craft of non-human origin, non-human intelligences for decades, and that they have created all types of technology and has been hidden from the public and have been lied to. you, And that was the beginning of just a series of disclosures occurring in the last month.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, that's what got me interested in this topic, was I was working at Bell Labs as a consultant. Uh-huh. And I was talking to one of the scientists outside back then he used to smoke cigarettes and this guy was out there smoking a pipe and I was talking to him and he asked me what I did and I was like, oh, I'm just a consultant here upgrading computers and you know and he goes, um, did you know that he goes, um, did you know that the technology for the chip came from a reverse engineered thing um UFO? And I said, No, I didn't know that And he goes, So does fiber optics and he told me that that he had worked <laughs> on reverse engineering this craft. This was 1999, this guy told me. And at that time, I wasn't into really UFOs or anything. You know, that's kind of what started to be researching and digging down this, down this hole. And one of the other things that you talk about, other than the technology, one of the things that, and crafts, there is another sort of fringy area of this, is that they've been digging these things up out of the ground. <laughs> we don't know how long they've been there. You know, that, probably one of the purposes of the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm.
1: That's very interesting. Yeah, so they've finally given all types of ways because when it first came out a month ago, he said UFO crash retrievals. And then pretty soon they changed that to not UFO crash retrieval, but just to UFO retrievals. Because people are asking, why are they crashing? And you saying, well, actually, the majority of them aren't crashing. They're found fully intact, mm-hmm. right? Landed or abandoned, or as you just suggested even buried from ancient times so we're finding them in all types of ways one other uh, you know a lot of mainstream people are saying well if these beings came from another planet another dimension won't they have the technology advanced enough in order to not crash and so stephen gray released some of this information that others have that back in after nikola tesla they figured out a way to utilize scalar uh, waves in order to disrupt the propulsion system the navigation system of ufos mm-hmm. so the fact that they're crashing is also a reverse engineered extraterrestrial technology that makes it that they can't basically fly anymore and they're having crash landings occur and they've been collecting it ever since yeah. and a lot of what they do is even though the black budget programs they can hide a lot of things um in order to cover up more of their footprints They actually get the private contractors to take this technology and start working on reverse engineering it. And then the private contractors are protected. They don't have to give out the proprietary secrets. So that's kind of how they've been doing that so far up until now. Because about a week or so ago, the Congress um, put out a legislation that no more taxpayer money is allowed to be used for black budget programs. An amnesty was given. To any whistleblower in these programs that want to come out and speak about what's going on. And what this caused is that, you know, the guy that came out with the story in the interview with David Rush, he actually put out, um, he was on News Nation a few days ago and said that the whistleblowers are saying that there's one aerospace agency, a very big aerospace agency in the US, that's trying to get rid of their technology, reverse engineered UFO that they have, and the actual UFO that they've had for decades because they're kind of concerned that they're going to have to face criminal charges because of all the lies that they've been doing for, for decades from the the public.
0: Hmm. So so what is it you think is different now than what was different, say, 1999 when I first found out about this stuff? Like, yeah. like why, why is it coming out, you know... 25 af- years after some of it already started to leak. Like right, time.
1: right. So there's multiple reasons. Like there's the mainstream, the linear reasons. So I'll talk about that. Then there's the spiritual reasons as well. So I would say like the on the linear aspect of it all is that so many people picked up the story and became um, started disclosing information. Many people, not only just ufologists, but then also many whistleblowers started coming out because many of these whistleblowers... They were threatened. They didn't want to hold the truth back. And if you look at what they've been saying, like, people's families have been threatened. Trafficking, human trafficking is a part of this. Atrocities have happened. People have been murdered over this, right? It's just Stephen Greer's press conference that he did not too long ago Was shows some of this stuff. The atrocities are so hardcore. Crimes Against Humanity is so hardcore. The extortion of money, the black budget money that's been utilized non-stop for so many decades, mm-hmm. and then the you know, once you're corrupt and you can get away with something, many times people try to get away with bigger things. Oh, and yeah. the way that works is our taxpayer money and the overall budget of the US government has been corrupted through these programs, right? Um, don't like, just for example, the military industrial complex, the amount of money you're sending foreign, to foreign companies, to foreign countries, right, happening right now, mm-hmm. but is actually being rerouted to our own private contractors in the US by getting the weapons from them, right? So much corruption has been happening that it's getting to a tipping point, right, on that level. Now, the whistleblowers that have been disclosing all this information, as you can tell, if you just look at some of the information coming out, they're freaking angry. A lot of them have PTSD. It's messed up their whole life, right? What they've seen, what they've been threatened with. And when you know that there's these craft out there, but when you know that there's alien life out there and that you told to shut it up and you know that this whole entire world could shift with this information. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of them fall in line with it, but over a period of time, the more and more people that are in the know, there's also those people on the other side of it that really want to disclose and let people know about this information, right? So that happened. When 2001, 2002 hit, all of a sudden there was a whole new interest in this, and Stephen Gray had a good part of it, uh, and also other elements like spiritually that I'll mention in a second had a part of it that it just inspired so many individuals to go out there and start becoming full-time ufologists full-time professionals there were ufologists before um 2000 but there wasn't like this many and this many conferences on it so the amount of people that are being informed constantly amount of youtube channels that increase with the data coming out one million um, subscribers hundreds of thousands of subscribers specifically about this topic got to such a point That they needed to get in front of it before it came out in a way that they didn't have control over. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that one part. Now, the spiritual aspect of it all is two things: quarantine, right, and cycles of time. Quarantine is the the whole idea that we've been in an age where humanity has been in quarantine from being able to communicate with extraterrestrial life and interact with them. And there were times in our past that we were able to communicate and interact, but we've been in quarantine because of our level of consciousness. And the end of quarantine was tied into the whole 2012 brain shift and all that, which means that we're now in an age where we're open to have open communication and interaction with them. And a case in point here would be the Israeli space chief that was the head of the Israeli space Mm -hmm. program coming out saying that we have communication with these beings, but we're not at the level that they are ready to communicate with us. But now quarantine is over. They're able to come down to land if they wanted to, to interact. But they won't because it's still the way our structures are, the power structures are in the world. Cycles of time. There's four ages and they go in 26, 25, 26,000 cycles. Mm-hmm. And it's like the golden age, bronze age, silver age, dark ages. We've been in the dark ages, the Kali Yuga. So the Kali Yuga is now over and we're now entered what is called the Dwarpa Yuga, and the bronze age. And Dwarpa Yuga is when we start rejoining and understanding and remembering. And part of us remembering is not just remembering who we are on this planet and our potential, not just remembering our past lives on this planet, but truly remembering our position, our connection to the rest of the galaxy. Okay? So all of these things combined, I feel, is a recipe for this disclosure to occur. And what they've been tending to do, trying to do is, because it's been hidden for so long, they don't want to make everybody so inherently angry and upset at them for how much they lied to us. Mm -hmm. So they attempted to get behind it and start dripping it by saying, we're seeing stuff in the skies. What is it? What is it? What is it? Let's start researching. Maybe we can find out and make those crafts ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't tell you is no, they actually know what those crafts are. They've it's actually belongs to them. They've had them for decades, but by telling you we don't know what it is and we're creating it now, they can release it in a way that looks like they weren't lying to us in the first place. Hmm. Yeah.
0: That that you know, I was just thinking too, you know, you talk about our spirituality evolving high enough or to, you know, where we're going to meet these extraterrestrials you know, on, on a level that's yeah. probably safe for them and safe for us, mm-hmm. you know, I think maybe our spirituality is rising too, to a point where you know if the government discloses this. Now we're kind of like, ah, so what, you know? we want the we want the real thing, you know. We want the actual communication with our star brothers and sisters that are yeah. out there.
1: You know, it's so interesting because when I when these videos come out, I watch the comments, right? I read the comments because they're on mainstream platforms. 90% plus of all the people watching it aren't in that world. Mm-hmm. They're just regular folk. And so I'm wondering what they're thinking, right? And um, like 10 years ago, the people that would watch these channels were the ones saying, oh, my God, this is BS. They're lying Plus, blah, blah, blah. But then people like you and I, like 10 plus years ago, were like, Finally, they're saying something, disclosure, this is not enough <laughs> disclosure, right? And now it's flipped, dude. Like, read the comments and regular folk are like, what? A high-level intelligence official is saying this? Congress is vetted and amounts that it's all true. What are you trying to say? This is, we're being visited? And the people in our community don't believe it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. Like, I mean, I'm like, no, this can't be real.
1: Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people lost all faith. So that's what it gets into the whole understanding of discernment, right? Because how do you know what's their agenda? How do you know what drip disclosure is being tripped from them Mm -hmm. and what is genuine truth? Well, the way I look at it, you know, I don't have the answer because ultimately I'm not them and they know what they're doing more than I know what they're doing. But this is the way I'm using my own discernment. Is this, there's a few different things going on. When you see a lot of the beings, people talking just about the craft and how they could utilize it, right? immediately going to have some suspicions on it when they talk about the technology, especially when they take it further and they talk about how to weaponize the technology, right, red flag but then when they take it one more step and they say that they are posing an, a threat to us, right then you start questioning it, not because um, there's not because they're saying that, not because that they maybe believe it's a threat, it's the fact that there is no evidence to suggests these are a threat but they're still saying it is Right. So a lot of the people are saying that. And if you look at some of the research, even the the documents and the some of the things from the 50s, and 60s, and 70s were saying that we know, now know that these UFOs pose no threat to us. And if they will, they will be doing something for a long time. Yeah. What's happening now is a lot of Congress members uh, are saying that when people are asking, do you think this is a threat, they have some technology you can wipe us out? The answer was, well, if they were a threat they would have done this decades ago, We have no evidence to suggest they're a threat. But another reason why they do think it's a threat is because most of these UFOs show up on nuclear bases. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what's going on here? That gets into the whole first atomic bomb thing, call out to the universe. They're going to destroy themselves. They're going to destroy us by splitting the atom, incarnate and help. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's happening there. But then what comes up with David Westing, a lot of people are doubting it because they're just like, oh, this is an origin disclosure. A lot of whistleblowers that are fringe whistleblowers or alternative whistleblowers in our community are even upset because some other guy that has no name is now out there getting all the credit for it, but they've been doing this for decades, right? So this emotional reactory element is a part of their response to what's going on with David Grush. But ultimately, what David Grush has done is make millions of people say, are you telling us our government is lying to us? And they've been lying to us for this long. And they have technology that could cure disease and all these other things. And they know that we have interconnected he literally said, when they said, why don't you call them extraterrestrials? The evidence suggests they're interdimensional. Okay, mm-hmm. It's getting to a whole other level. And the fact that what he's doing is making people lose trust in the agenda of people makes me think that it's a little more aligned with some actual true disclosure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know... Um the idea that these beings are a threat I think is completely absurd Yeah, you know because obviously if they, if you reach that level of an advancement and they're concerned mm-hmm. about they're turning off nukes right there that tells me that there is no threat at least with this group of beings right. I also sometimes think you know, I, you know I've interviewed a lot of people that you know the greys are possibly some type of organic AI mm-hmm. you know that that's what they're doing they're not even maybe a fully conscious life form like we are or maybe we're not obviously not a fully conscious life form we don't even know what that is um and it just gets so strange because okay so you have these ai guys so then we have to wonder like what other beings are there you know they're coming from other planets what other beings are coming from other dimensions how many dimensions are there? Can beings on other planets travel through different dimensions to get yeah. here? <laughs> There's so much of that too that's involved. And when you start asking those questions, then you have to kinda of ask, okay, well, if this is happening and they're doing this, what about us? <laughs> you know, what can we do? What can we what are we? You know, are we just these blobs of consciousness, you know, existing, creating reality as we focus on different things and different probabilities? The whole thing is weird.
1: Yeah. We're so limited in understanding that, but we have this arrogance that we're so intelligent. And I feel that in in that lack of humility creates um, tunnel vision in us really understanding what the universe is and our place within it. Because right. you know, Billy Carson said in one of his interviews recently that are we just a science experiment for, of a kid in another dimension? <laughs> you know, okay. like another reality just like created this bubble and this whole universe is in it, and then he just put it away in his closet. You know, we really don't know, and a lot of people who say they do know, who are we to like? And they in communication with some sort of entity, some sort of god presence, some sort of interdimensional being. Who are we to know that that being isn't relaying information based on their perspective, their understanding that might also be limited, or that entity or being is a one is is multiple fractals away from even a higher source that has an even more <laughs> absolute truth, <laughs> right? All well, what we do know, what we do are starting to understand. Let me say, is that physicality isn't physical. Right. You and I aren't physical. We're we're made out of quantum energy we used to think it was all atoms now we know it's quantum frequency right but what we found out with quantum frequency is quantum frequency is constantly shifting in and out of reality phasing in and out yeah and you know also as billy carson and others say we're actually phase the the quantum vibrations are phasing in and out is light so we're a light spectrum phasing in and out of perceivable reality what else that we can do in this physical world does that a hologram (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's the best explanation that there is right now. Is the, hol- know, right? the hologram explains most of the phenomenon that that you know is unexplainable in quantum yeah. theory through any normal physical type of physics.
1: Right. You know, and um, I had a conversation with Craig Campombosa, who wrote this book yeah. called this "ET Species Almanac." We just did an event a couple of days ago, and when I said this whole thing to him, he goes, "Well, you got to be careful when you say that." because this world isn't fake. And I said, thank you for saying that, because um, I always do a disclaimer whenever I say hologram. I say, organic, conscious, harmonic, yes. holographic experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because when you say hologram, people are like, oh, what, we don't exist, Computer, nothing right? real. We're, we're not real, we're not organic. So I'll put that there, because yeah, we are, we are like some sort of advanced code infused with consciousness. And... So people relate that automatically to computers and robots and AI. And they're like, well, are you saying that we're just that? First of all, I'm not saying that uh, because I really don't know, but it seems like the parameters that those things work by are the same things that we work by. And subconsciously, Mm -hmm. we are creating what is happening to us through our own technology, right? Mm -hmm. Like what's a hard drive? A hard drive is a dimension where information is stored. Okay? (laughs) And what is a computer? It is the device in order to go into a dimension that we created with our own technology to explore that data set. Mm -hmm. So is that what we are? But that's like a more limited version of it. And subconsciously, we're creating that whole aspect as well. You know? I don't know. But maybe (laughs) this disclosure stuff will lend us some answers where we really start realizing what we are. And I, I feel it's a positive thing because as we start understanding how the reality really works... And if we get taught this from an early age, and all of a sudden our perception of who we are and our capabilities shift, maybe we can actually start rewriting the code to work for everyone. <laughs> you know? That's it's another matrix.
0: thing that I completely agree with. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Because like, that's all you really have to do is change one little thing, one little thing in the way a person thinks. And you've completely altered their reality. And and then if they have children or come in contact with people, you know, you know, it's like the mind virus thing. You know, they change somebody else's idea. You know, Mm -hmm. people think that it's impossible. They're like, oh no, you can't make change in this world. You can't do this. You can't do that. (laughs) We can. We can do that. All it takes is one (laughs) change in an idea and and spread that around.
1: And if that idea is Something that's become commonly accepted around the world, mm-hmm. and it's an idea that is introduced right at birth because that's what it is, right? And you like don't there's know so many anything ideas, right. And, anymore. That, right? and what happens to occur now is most of the ideas we're given from childhood are limiting ones, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing right now. I don't know, like, like the work that you do, and some of stuff that I do, trying to propose. Questions, I you know, for me that's how I present. I say, here here's a question. You know, maybe we should think about this. You know, and 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 hope that grows in people's minds and changes things. Because one of the other things I think too is if we don't change, we're doomed. I I think like this is our opportunity to really have that paradigm shift that you know people have been talking about for the last twenty years.
1: Yeah. I mean, this whole system is not serving us anymore. It served us because it allowed us to do the shadow work that we were meant to do. Mm-hmm. But it's getting to a tipping point now that if we continue down this route, we're going to destroy the planet and we're a, a part of the planet. You know, so what really needs to occur is we need to figure out what works for everybody and change it because we have we have the education, we have the tools, we know how to navigate psychology, we know what traumas from childhood create what kind of General experiences later in life, mm-hmm. all the stuff is commonly out there, but because of so many different things like corporate greed, you know, um, the way the advertising and marketing world is, that um, the way the pharmaceutical companies are, so many different elements don't allow for inherent truths that we have already figured out intellectually, right, to be in, embedded in the society. So that's why what is a part of this cycles and this shift of time is that institutions that no longer serve us are crumbling. And as they're crumbling, they're in their last um, hoorah, if you will, and they're attempting to keep it all together. So when we see all these things being exposed, people are being very angry. But I see it as they've been um, getting away with stuff for so long (laughs) that it's about time that they get exposed. Because the first thing that needs to happen is a lot of people need to get angry first to do that darkness. So frustrated and angry with what has occurred to us and then once you go through that element of, you know, that awakening, then we start figuring out different ways to change it. <laughs> we're right in the middle of that.
0: We are. We are. And, you know, we've been, I don't know, indentured servants to, to these mm-hmm. companies yeah. for a long time now and, and and lied to for generations. That's why we, so at least like for me, I was brought up, Leaving all kinds of false information, you know, about myself, about reality, about history. Right. All this stuff was false that, that I was told. Yeah. And then you kind of start thinking like, well, wow, this isn't all true. And, but but the, the key is that I was taught that I need them. I was taught that I need a government, that I need this pill to make me better, that I need this entertainment to make me happy. And none of that is yeah. true. None of
1: it. No, you know, it's. It's sometimes I try to um, reconcile the whole aspect of how manipulatable humans are, right? But how powerful we are at the same time. Okay, so I'm like, how are we so mind controlled by these systems? Because there are those <laughs> that incarnate that just cannot be controlled. Those are the avatars that are destined and come down here with that spark of awakening in them, because they're the ones. Because this is like a huge state. This is like a, uh, this is like a theater play. Like, almost hits. literally like that. Yes. And in that theater play, some people are just assigned. So it's not like you are awakening people up. You're better than others. No, this is a theater play. That person came down to have this experience. You came down to be awakened and not to be able to be controlled so that you can play the role of awakening people to the next game of the next chapter of this reality. So there are those that can't be controlled, can't follow. And some from childhood, they're having these questions. But most people are so manipulatable, right? Like, I don't even need to explain to you what's happened the last few years and how many people just follow the hype. And even when things are just thrown in your face and um, marketed to you and things look fishy, they still follow the narrative. And a lot of times when people are like, don't trust the media, and then all of a sudden the media is on the side of something that they're supporting and against someone they're against, they go ahead and start joining the media because now they're actually validating your belief system, right? So... Um, so my conclusion with this is that when you're at a level of fear, mm-hmm. your frequency shifts so much that they're able to go in and implant belief systems that become your reality. So mm-hmm. if you do the inner work to shift out of fear or you never had it in the first place because you just know it, it's going to be fine, you're aware of that whole thing, then you get to a level where they can't manipulate you. And that's when we continue down this evolutionary track and become super powerful beings. Yeah,
0: and and I think you know the fear. These these can scare people by saying, "If you don't have this, this bad thing will happen to you." Yeah. So then all of a sudden you're thinking, "Okay, well then I have to have that." And once you have it, then you're dependent upon them to have it. Whatever it is, whether it's shelter, energy, money, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter.
1: You know, it's interesting, too, like when it comes to that and the, and the government, because people tend to trust the government, even though the government has lost a lot of um, trust rate lately. But even people even people who don't trust the government trust it in some elements, aspects of it all. And um, it's the archetype of the father. You know, the, the government is so metaphoric and the way this stuff works, just like the whole archetype of absent father is not really there punishing you when you do something wrong. That is what we put into the government. And actually, you can do some, probably even do research on this, and see based on somebody's own relationship with their father is how (laughs) they respond to authority and government, right? Right? It's crazy. So, I guess we need to heal all the daddy issues, and then maybe we'll. (laughs) That's not even a joke, dude. Like, if we like work on figuring that out, our relationship will shift as well. And but what it comes down to is the wounded masculine. If you want to get to the higher level, and then it becomes to how you father yourself. Right, mm-hmm. And if you're not able to find that within yourself, cause you can have an example of it, you end up having this relationship with authority and government that um, is, I guess, disharmonic. And so we've been into such a this reality of authority and hierarchy for so long that people feel that the only way to get inherent truths is by being given it to, to them by their father because of their wounded masculine issues. Mm-hmm. But what we're getting to now is the realization that these truths are within us. and how do we listen to our own souls because we've been told for so long that we don't know we don't know any better (laughs) right so so it's a retraining that's going on right now and you know a lot of people in this community and consciousness awareness stuff they lose hope in people but i feel that the reason why we see so much chaos right now is because we're going through that process where we're having to re-educate ourselves and unlearn these truths and as we're doing that it's not going to look pretty like (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of stuff to work through, you know? There's a lot of traumas, unexpressed yeah. traumas, right? Mm-hmm. Coming to the surface right now.
0: Absolutely. Because, and I think, too, that, you know, the truth is painful, obviously, that this is, this, when you have this realization that, you know, this has been going on, so so it's going to make people angry.
1: Yeah.
0: But, too, when you're, once your perspective is open that broad, though, too, the way we respond to that emotion is going to be different than what we normally would yes. do, which is like fight or war or anything like that. It's going to be like, okay, how am I going to spread new ideas?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And get and people we'll to, shift up.
0: to move their, their consciousness a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that goes in with like how we're shifting our frequency. Right now we're harmonizing the frequency of the planet. So, you know, you mentioned like people think they need government and all that. And when we're at a lower frequency where we're not able to like, if we didn't have any type of authority or any type of structure going on here, we would actually go to our lowest primal versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the whole thing that they kept us in fear on because they know if they don't exist anymore, we'll be at such a level of fear that we'll resort to our primal <laughs> urges. However, <laughs> even within that level, always prevails, you know, you, yeah. you see the hope and stuff. When you're starving and when you have kids to protect, it gets to a whole other level, but so what needs to happen is we need to shift the frequencies of ourselves, empower ourselves enough, do the work, so we don't get triggered from these emotional states, so that when government, as we know it, dissolves, we're able to be our own sovereign beings. Yeah, and able to live in harmony with each other.
0: All right, it, and it can be done. It, it's mm-hmm. absolutely, you know, if you were to ask me twenty years ago if this was possible, I would have said absolutely not. It's amazing how much has changed.
1: Yeah, I know, right? You know, at but one time, changed,
0: this you know. knowledge was only available to people that had to secret societies and, yeah. you know, and mystics, yeah. and now it's out here for everybody to use.
1: Exactly. And, yeah, it's like, it's really just beginning, man. Like, the amount of information that is coming out now, like, you know, going back to the UFO stuff, just in the last month, like, So many different like mind-blowing pieces of information came out. And if that is now the new, uh, what's it called, foundation of us to build from, Mm -hmm. right? Because before it was like UFOs exist and all this stuff, people having that question. That was the new one, 2017. And now we have, who are these beings, where they're coming from, ancient beings, they exist. They're visiting us. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're at now? Oh, my God, man. Like, what's going to happen in the next few years? Especially, like, some of the stuff that they've been saying in the last month is about the beings that they've been interacting with and how they've been communicating with us and how there's, like, specific three different races that all believe that they've been here on Earth longer than we have and longer than each other has. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of at war with each other on who actually has claim on our planet because of how they're connected to our planet over the other ones, right? All of these dramas are starting to unfold. And I feel like this is happening perfectly. What needed to happen... Right? is people needed to know that there's something out there. There's something going on that we don't know about. Right. And now, it's like, well, actually, there are beings visiting us guys, and Alien Life is a, one of the news stations said to to Leslie Keen, the one who did the reporting, and mm-hmm. also was the one who released the 2017 thing, is this a soft disclosure to Alien Life? And she goes, I think so. Yeah. I mean, this is huge! It is. Right? And so, like, what is going to happen next? I feel now that we have the inherent awareness that we're not alone in the universe and we're being visited, is these stories of how we're interacting with these beings that are going to start coming up. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I think that they probably do. wait back to our own creation. You know, I I mm-hmm. think that that they did create us. You know, but I wonder too. You know, back. You know how they say the the greys are some type of organic AI.
1: Yeah.
0: What if we are some type of organic AI that's coming to its own realization? So
1: yeah, I think of that as well, and I, you know, and i <laughs> I don't say it. And I don't say it because people are so divided on <laughs> AI. Like, I don't want to even tell someone. But, but we
0: could it, be AI. It. We do know, don't know right?
1: it. I know. I know. And we don't know. And then people just think that they know, you know what I'm saying? So like when I have the conversation, people, people refuse to believe it. And it's almost like how, um, a lot of people, like I had a Islamic girlfriend once and I used to believe in evolution at that point. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I told her that we're from monkeys and she just wouldn't, she just didn't want to accept that we could have any level of monkey DNA within us. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's because we like, see ourselves as so entirely like spectacular. Like, And AI to us is some sort of foreign invasion, some sort of non-souled um, experience. There's no soul in it, right? But if this is all frequency and vibration and the physical body doesn't exist, it's almost like there is some sort of coding that has created this apparition in front of you. And then the organic part of it, the organic AI is the infusion of a soul into that. You know? Mm-hmm. So I mean I don't really know what we are but I have heard stories that of E. T. life that they not only created us, but then they incarnated their own they fract they fractalized and fragmented their own souls into our bodies. Yeah. To live and have an experience within another dimension that they created yeah. simultaneously.
0: It's wild. I mean but 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 it's completely Plausible with what we know about physics.
1: Mm Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and we pierce through the veil. I mean, through quantum physics, we we literally pierce through the veil, and now we've seen that reality isn't what we think it is. And there's so many smoking guns when it comes to quantum um, physics, like entanglement, non-locality, the double slit experiment. Mm -hmm. You know, not to go down each one of what those mean, right? But but basically, it just shows us that everything we think as real and normal is completely different than what we could even fathom. And so much so that we don't, why don't we take enough time to really ponder on what these actual things mean, right? Uh, I guess I'll give a couple examples. Like, what does it mean that a particle exists as a wave and a particle simultaneously? What does it mean when everything is a wave until it's perceived and only when you see it, it actually acts as a physical thing? What does it mean to non-locality that the information in one single quantum cell within your body can pull the same data from the other side of the universe? All data and all information is available all the time everywhere, and now we're actually putting that into quantum computing? What, is that, what does that mean for who we are? These are the questions that I think about all the time. And so many people are just caught up in this rat race that they don't have time to really reflect on what the nature of reality is because they just got to pay the
0: bills, you know, and survive. Want, that's one of the reasons, you know, the governments and religions have kept that box, but that box is now, is falling apart and people, yeah. you know, it's like a fish doesn't know what's in the pond until it's been taken and caught.
1: Oh, yeah, man.
0: You know, and yeah. and, and now, I don't know, the, the pond's starting to, to leak into the river. You know, yeah, and then like the river's going to leak into the ocean.
1: And, yeah, you know, yeah, I love that one. You know, so David West was also did this whole thing. I need to rewatch to remember what he said. But he was talking about how the Vatican is known for decades about E.T. life. Yeah. He did a whole disclosure on that. Right? So all these things that we thought were true are true. And then a lot of these things that they've been hiding from us, and putting a facade out, these facades have been complete lies because they actually know what is really going on behind the scenes. And it seems religion on the highest level could be that as well.
0: Absolutely, because I think you know we've never needed priests or any. We don't need anything or a to com- to communicate with the divine or utilize right. the divine energy, because we're made of it. We are it. Mm-hmm. You know the old "I am."
1: <laughs> yeah, and every avatar that I've ever visited never said create a religion after me and most of them, you have actual scriptures of them saying that don't follow any false idols, right? Mm -hmm. And they didn't say, I'm your idol. They just said, don't follow false idols. Find the kingdom of heaven within you. Literally, yo, Jesus is talking about quantum physics. (laughs) Find the (laughs) kingdom of heaven within you. The God particle within you, right? So I've always found it very interesting how many prophets and messiahs and saints and priests we have as intermediaries of the one Mm -hmm. when the scriptures literally say that that shouldn't exist. And on one level, we've been at a level of hierarchy, Kali Yuga, authority and hierarchy. So many people were at a lower frequency that only those that chose to actually follow the path of oneness Mm -hmm. were able to communicate the words. But those paths of oneness got corrupted so quickly, right? Like two to 300 years after Jesus, (laughs) after the Cathars. You know, the Cathars were like, Buddhism, Christianity, and and pagan rituals with nature combined in one. Yeah. And then, you know, it all got corrupted. Hinduism from the Vedic awareness used to be so into inherent truths. And now every taxi cab driver in India has a Shiva in their car, but none of them even know the stories of what this means about the universe, who we truly are. Right. Right? So it's just like all these things get corrupted. And that's okay because it was where we were at in consciousness. Mm-hmm. So the reason why you are even saying... It's all within you. You don't need a priest. is because we're no longer in that age. We're in the age where we need to tap into our own inner truths. And if we don't, we're going to give up our power. And we can never be sovereign beings. Right. And that's really what it's all about right now. The, the Dwarpa Yuga, the theme, because every given thousands of years ago, everything has a theme. Uh, Kali Yuga, hierarchy, authority, delusion. Okay? The theme of delusion. The Dwarpa Yuga the age of sovereignty, right? Mm-hmm. The age of sovereignty and the age of energy. So in this age, we're at the beginning phases. Only in the first hundred years of this age. This is going to be thousand years long. We're in the we're in the first beginning stages of understanding what it means to be sovereign. And as we do that, a lot of us go a little too extreme to the individual side because we've been so controlled for so long. They're mm-hmm. like, screw everything. We're a sovereign being. We don't care about anyone, right? And then what, what I feel is going to happen is we soon find a balance of how to be part of the collective, but also maintain our sovereignty.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I see this too, moving you yeah, have this extreme awakening, right? And then you you know, kind of run wild for a while, like a kid <laughs> <laughs> out of the house. Yeah. You know, And, and then it becomes communal. You start running into other people that are also running wild. they right. they, they combine forces and yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I see that too. You know, so as I said, like I'm, I'm hopeful because we're just at the beginning phases of this new reality. and It's all about perception, really. Like when systems crumble, stock markets crash, monetary systems no longer work, things don't function. Have you put all of your, your soul into what that system is so much so that when it crumbles, everything you think that you are, need, desire has gone. And you don't know who and what you are anymore and depression kicks in and whatever or are you at a level of um, peace within yourself that even if this external reality that doesn't really take away from the fact that you can still live drink water eat food right Right. things that you really need to live as long as those things are still there and then can you move over to a different perspective of it like you know as you're sharing the the river into the o- ocean, the sea into the ocean. Mm-hmm. These are all different levels of perception. Are you able to be at a level of perception where you're in the ocean, or are you stuck in the pond? So much so that when the pond starts draining into the into the ocean, you start <laughs> screaming because you think you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a good expansion of that analogy. <laughs> Yeah, so it's
1: all percent, like one of my friends. He channeled. He was a channeler for ET's. He said he channeled his being from Sirius. And when I first started doing events of portal to ascension in two thousand eight, nine, 10, 2010, I went on the road and I did channeling events from Sedona from San Diego to Vancouver and back down for a couple of years. I would do the sound healing. He would do the channeling, mm-hmm. and we did all these Q and A's with being from Sirius and. What he would say to people when they would give him all this credit of being this higher being, then he goes, you got to stop looking at it as a hierarchy. We don't see that. We see you as masters. And the reason why you see it like this is because the only difference is, imagine a canyon and there's two cliffs on either side of the canyon and the canyon in the middle. You're standing inside the canyon at the bottom looking up. Mm-hmm. We're standing on top of the cliff looking down and everything around. We just have a different perspective than you do.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Although, with that, people probably think I know from my own personal experience out in the world, people kind of think I'm insane, but <laughs> I know <right? laughs> because I well, see the world shifting. and it's completely different perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's shifting a lot, especially because a lot of these conspiracies have been proven to be true now. You know, like I have a folder on my phone with government declassified documents. So, in yeah. case I ever get to a situation where someone just doesn't believe me, and I'm like, well, if you have some time, I'm like, what do you think this is? You know? Haven't utilized it yet, but I've, I've, <laughs> I kept it. I really first started doing it for my parents. My dad, I remember like 10 years ago, he Googled my name, right? And all this stuff comes up UFOs, this conspiracy, this, right? And he goes, he like got really angry. He had this huge argument with me about what am I going to do with my life. And he goes, what is up with all this alien stuff? (laughs) (laughs) He was infuriated, bro. Like, really, really upset. And now if he says what is up with it, I'll just pull up some videos and show it to him, you know? (laughs)
0: Dude,
1: dude, it was so funny because my dad's into quantum physics and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because I see that he's into space and astronomy all on the linear element and quantum physics, and I'm into all that stuff. And if it wasn't for his genetic imprint, maybe I wouldn't have been into it. Like I mm-hmm. see how I'm a reflection of him. But I'm into deep esoterics and the spirituality as well, and he's not into that. He's into like nuts and bolts science. Right. So he's watching this um I forget what it's called. This it's this video, okay, it's this theory mainstream theory on why aliens haven't come down yet. It's a mainstream theory. It's like in the quantum world physics, right? And it's they like got this common name, it's like, you know, Stephen Hawking kind of energy around it. And um so he's like in his algorithm, this video showed up like a week ago. And it's just like this 2 million subscriber platform, hundreds of thousands of views, you know, something someone mainstream would watch. And he and he's talking about all these theories and why alien life hasn't communicated with us. And, and then all of a sudden in the video it goes, even though some alien and UFO enthusiast will deny what I'm saying. And in that video, they took a clip of me... <laughs> <laughs> from my freaking conference that I did in San Diego because I was on MC- KPBS and CB- CBS San Diego about my conference because mm-hmm. we called them and said we're doing UFO stuff and they came to it so they did a video and this freaking channel 2 million subscribers pulled the video of me on stage when they wanted to talk about how alien enthusiasts would disagree with his theory <laughs> and my dad's freaking watching it <laughs> and he he texts me he goes i was watching this video and you show up at five minutes (laughs) uh, that was mind-blowing for me you know what i mean that Mm -hmm. it even came maybe my dad will like now realize what i'm doing is really huge because he doesn't really understand you know
0: yeah yeah
1: but it was cool too. They didn't. They didn't do a hit piece on me. He just said, "This is what uh, the theory is," and alien enthusiasts will disagree with me. And then they showed my conference with me on stage. What was what the
0: was What was the theory that you were presented at that?
1: What was the theory that they yeah. said they? Let me find out right now. It's right here, actually. The video. I was watching the, the Fermi paradox. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just super mainstream paradox. I didn't even watch it all. But it's the paradox of how aliens can't visit our planet and why they're not, right? Mm-hmm. And this video wasn't saying this is the case. It was just talking about the Fermi paradox and what it means and then showing the counter argument that some people actually believe that alien life is visiting us. And that mm-hmm. was where this showed me. <laughs> you know? And it's crazy because out of the whole video my whole conference, I had like seven or eight speakers at my conference on stage mm-hmm. and they just happened to coincidentally pick me who was the founder of the conference. So... It was pretty cool that I was on it. It is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and it's becoming mainstream, you know, like the paranormal is becoming normal.
0: It is, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember like, even for a long time it was like one paranormal show on TV. Now there's like channels dedicated to paranormal, and channels dedicated to UFOs, and
1: oh yeah, man, it's amazing. yeah, amazing.
0: You know, when I was yeah. growing up as a kid, I mean, I'm, a little, I'm older than you, but the only thing out there was this show called In Search of. <laughs> that was all okay. there was about
1: it. Yeah.
0: With Leonard Neboy from Star Trek.
1: Oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And
0: now it's like everywhere.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, whenever I'm trying to tell someone that doesn't know about this work what I do, I just like, and it's really like, oh, what, what? I'm have you watched the show, Ancient Aliens? And, like, seven or eight out of ten people say yes. Yeah. You know? And even though, like, I'm not 100% in alignment with everything each aliens, I do see it as a complete positive aspect of bringing this mm-hmm. awareness to people. It kind of created a polarity, actually. Because some people became really a- anti this stuff because they just think it's up the wall, crazy, pseudo-archaeology, pseudoscience. And then a lot of regular people are, like, never even thought about the fact that ETs could have visited us in the past and now they believe in it. So... I mean, that whole, just regular people that watch regular TV that aren't even into ETs have maybe even seen an episode of that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, when people ask me, like, what I do with the podcast, that's what I automatically will say to them. They'll say, well, have you ever watched Ancient Aliens? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then I kind of go from there because, you know, I've had a lot of the people from Ancient Aliens on, you know, yeah. like Michael Carter and, and others. And then as, I, try to, I try to explain to them what I'm doing, so that's yeah. always my hang <laughs> that because it's hard to explain it to people yeah it now. is
1: it's especially because it's so it's so much bigger than just UFOs like right? you talk about spirituality and consciousness and a lot of people don't realize how the spiritual stuff has to connect with UFOs and alien life yeah
0: and, and, and like for me too it's also the occult you know because mm-hmm. I can't it was like, like, how I got, like, like when I was a kid I was into the occult my mom worked at Princeton University splitting atoms so that was kind of like my, my, my physics background. Nice. You know, and then I got into the UFO thing, and it just grew and grew and grew. And I started to see how meditation and Buddhism, and I just started to see how all this stuff is connected, mm-hmm. you know. It's all, yeah. all part of the same the same thing.
1: Exactly, yeah. That's how it kind of was for me, too. I was more into, like, science and mathematics. And when I started looking for the root of all religion, and I found the Sumerian scriptures, what really got me into spirituality was the metaphors that they had. That was some advanced quantum sciences. And the fact that they had, they had, um, uh, an image of our solar system with all the planets in the right place.
2: Mm-hmm. I was into
1: astronomy. So I'm like, wait a second, what did these guys know about this stuff? And that immediately took me to frequency and vibration, which mm-hmm. brought me to meditation because what is meditation? What is eating well? What is positive thinking? Those are all frequency things and what's frequency? It's quantum physics. So, is quantum physics the bridge between spirituality and the mainstream? This was one of the first things I ever kind of like contemplated upon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, it's interesting now that people can put it together. These two, or people like you and me, are kind of putting it out there as one coherent, well, it's coherent but mutable. I think that's important, too. It has to be mutable and changeable and fluid, too, because without that, there's no further expansion, too. You have to be kind of careful not to get hard on it and get rigid. Oh, seriously, man. You know, put ourselves ourselves in another box, but a bigger box. You know what I mean? Straight
1: up, man. Yeah, that's what we see with mainstream science, right? Like, for the most part, that science should be the exploration of what is possible, but instead, in many elements become the go-to as this is what it is this is science rather than could there be something else beyond this you know a lot of times it's like well we figured out the truth because this is what that this is what this says and that's therefore that's all it can be right, right. And that's what happened with Newtonian tony physics nothing smaller than the atom right now it's well we have some atomic particles that's what happened with archaeology humans are only here for a hundred thousand years because that's the last skeleton we found that is science that's it that's evidence we've got it Then they found a skeleton remain in Morocco 300,000 years old, Mm -hmm. right? And what was the answer to that? Humans are only 300,000 years old. (laughs) That's how long we've been here. It should be like, no, we don't really know because we found the oldest one to be 300,000 years. But since that's the oldest we found, that doesn't mean that is the oldest in the world. Right. Right. So what else is possible? Because if you start saying there is nothing else that's possible because this is what we found, that's when the mainstream academia and the research funds stop being spent on exploring further truths. Yeah. And
0: that's, like the, that's really the key thing that we're moving away from is the duality to probabilities. Mm. You know? Because cause, cause we're raised thinking, like, it's this or that, good or bad, you know? Yeah. And now we're starting to look at things like, how many probabilities actually are there? Even the ones that seem impossible, but they're still probable, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah,
1: I think that's the
0: big shift.
1: I agree with that. And that's what the whole quantum physics thing is as well. When they looked at the wave, that they realized that the wave exists as infinite probabilities, and it only becomes a reality and a specific thing when you put your own intention onto it.
0: Right, and, and because we're human, I guess we're just sort of paid, we're programmed to to look at either this or that in a dualistic yeah. way. Like we yeah. all recognize duality.
1: Exactly. But everything is so much more than that. There's so much gray area. And as soon as we start embodying that and embracing that into reality, we can start creating some really amazing experiences for us all on this planet. I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Then then it becomes unlimited
1: possibility.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic.
1: Right. Yeah. I feel like we don't even, we haven't even scratched the surface at what we're capable of because even within this world of the things we can speculate, you know, like, passing through objects, maybe um, telepathy, levitation. That is all done with a limited mindset that we already are at. When we start expanding our consciousness and mindset, the gifts and the abilities that can come online, right, are going to be so, so profound. Like, I, I always say, like, Neo from The Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. That whole thing is, that is such a documentary on this reality because, like, when you get to a level where you break free mentally and physically from The Matrix, you can bend space time time doesn't work in the same way anymore you know you can um, go through portals. who knows what is possible right
0: Anything is possible at that point yeah and, and the possibility to probably keep on expanding as our awareness expands it has to because that's what happens yeah. to us now
1: right well they say a lot of like you know a lot of beings visit us through starships, but many beings actually utilize their own bodies their own merkabas. In order to transport themselves yeah. and teleport from one reality to another without even using external technology, so as like you know, as they say, anything under the sun is possible. Everything imagined yeah. is possible.
0: That's mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic. It's
1: like when we imagine something, we're technically writing the code for that. Internet. I know that's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> Instantaneously. It, it, that's all
0: it takes. If it can be imagined, then it right. can exist. Yeah, it's it's really just that simple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If we, if we can think of it, it has to be possible. Because honestly, we're not that smart to think of anything that's not possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> if Source, you know, if Source wanted to experience itself infinitely, right? And that's the original spark of Source that many scriptures and many spiritual texts and conscious people say. Yeah. If Source wanted to experience something other than what it was. So, if it was the oneness, it became the Big Bang. If it was the singularity, it became the duality. That means... Everything infinitely wants to be experienced.
2: So mm-hmm.
1: if you even from the most beautiful experience, harmonious experiences to the most uh, biggest atrocities as well, is all within that. Yeah. So it, you know, it's not really a metaphor when you say everything you imagine can be reality. I feel it's a literal situation, a literal experience. We can create a whole entire dimension. And uh, when be- when beings become sentient like we are, I feel the original spark of source within every being, which was I want to create in my image, gets activated. And so we are at the place where we're all sentient to the level that we all want to create in our image. So what Mm -hmm. happens when we shift our frequency and become these creator beings on a massive level? I think we'll be all creating all types of (laughs) things. Dimensions, man. Other types of beings.
0: Yeah, definitely. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, before we wrap it up, um, do you have any events or anything you want to promote?
1: Yeah, I do. So, okay, I got. Um, we've got a lot going on. Just launched a new website, portal 2 so, It's nice, so, too, same, man. same domain name. Thank you, brother. And we have, like, we've like been spending the last few months creating a lot of events over the next two years. So, many, many events up there. And the way it works is if you go to our website, sign up, portal 2 org. sign up there. You get a username and password and we have around three thousand hours of free presentations so you sign up you get a username password you can log in you can sort by speaker category all that stuff add to your watch list continue watching later you know all the bells and whistles and we also have an app coming up for android and iphone that will be able to make it more easily for you to access yep well the roku app amazon all this stuff can come out within a few months and um, so check it out there. So we have a lot of events coming up there. We just finished one on Atlantis, two-day conference on Atlantis. Nice. You can sign up, watch the replay. It's 22 hours, Atlantis only. Yeah, it was <laughs> epic, bro. Because, like, what I've, what I've really been able to do, fortunately, is think of one topic and dedicate a lot of time on one topic, right? Like, I did a 22-hour conference of 300,000 years of India's history, right? <laughs> and that was one of the, my favorite events. So we have we even have the two-day conference on Lemuria coming up um, this year. We have weekly workshops. Um, next week, I don't know when this is going out, but on July 15th, even if this is going out after that, mm-hmm. you can go to our YouTube channel. We have a free event called Energy Healing Spirituality and Metaphysics. It's a five-hour event of 35-minute nonstop energy healing transmissions from different practitioners. And that's going to be at Portal youtube.com.com.com or sign up at our website, portalcension.org to get access to the Zoom link. And um, besides that, we have a huge conference. I'll just tell you one more thing, but best thing to do is sign up to our newsletter on our website. We have a huge conference coming up in Sedona, November 17, 18th, mm-hmm. 19th. It's called the Crystal Skulls Conference. So if any of you are familiar with the Crystal Skulls, many of them are ancient skulls that have been here for a long time. But the story goes that after the fall of Atlantis, or whatever great civilization existed, that there were these skulls, these quartz skulls that were embedded with the data of humanity's history and the universe. And a lot of them have been found. So the prophecy goes when they come back together that there'll be a shift that occurs on the planet because of the frequency that they create when they're together. So we're, so the theme for this conference is in November, in November is fulfilling an ancient prophecy. Like, it's going to be <laughs> next-level epic just bringing uh, these together, man. And so, absolutely. but I'm going to introduce you to some of these people yeah. and we'll have them on your show as well Excellent. so you can check them out That's and so you'll awesome. hear them here on this channel and then crystal skulls crystal skullsconference.com is the website yeah
0: wow man I, what do you have dates for november
1: yes yeah, so november 17th
0: 1890s i'll have to check my. whereabouts
1: where are you located
0: i'm in new jersey but i uh, come out Maybe I have to check because I actually have also in November. I have to see what the date it is, but I'm going to uh, on a paranormal investigation to the Conjuring House.
1: Where's that
0: at? It's in um, Rhode
1: Island. It's oh, the it's Conjuring the, for the movie.
0: Yeah, it's the actual house. And, <laughs> That's
1: and the, Andrea that Perron. the movie was, was the that? movie
0: was based on that was that um, you know Lorraine and Ed Warren went to. And
1: yeah, do you know Andrea Perron? No. Is she's a speaker on a platform? The book was made on her move, on her life. Huh? It was the kid. Wow. So. Yeah. Um, so I don't I'll know what date with that that you is, want.
0: But but yeah, definitely, I'll definitely have that. I'll be a good uh, segue for me to go into that investigation. Yeah
1: yeah yeah, that sounds amazing, man. It'll be cool. Like the only bad right
0: thing now? about it is like they don't allow. You wouldn't allow me to like do a podcast from there. Like there's no right. You know, so I can only talk about it afterwards.
1: That sounds fun. So do people get kind of like experiences when they go there? I guess.
0: I've never been to this place, this location. Sure. i gone to other paranormal investigations a... with this group. You know.
1: If any door opens up randomly swinging open and there's just blackness inside, don't go in.
0: <laughs> I'm the guy I'm the guy that's going to go in. in. <laughs> Shit, bro.
1: Then how are we going to freaking talk afterwards? <laughs> uh,
0: I'll be fine. <laughs> You'll
1: be broadcasting from another dimension. <laughs> I've already
0: been dead once and came back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So you, you have experience in the, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though. But yeah, check in if you are free and want to come out. You know, come at yeah. that guest to that conference. You can set up over there and do some interviews, too.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to. Awesome. So yeah, I'll put um, links to your website in the notes of this episode so my listeners can find you. And uh, it, it's been great having you on again. Thanks, Thank for, you, uh, I appreciate you, thanks for being out there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. All
0: right. Hang on for one moment, and I'm just going to play the outro.
2: Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com. Or message him at EverythingImaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.EverythingImaginable2020.com also buy the book Enlightenment Guarantee. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon and it will change your life. Because remember, everything that it says was first imagined. If you loved what you listened to today, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. You can listen to Everything Imaginable with Gary Cotulio.